What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of The Center Stage. This is Carolina Araujo, and I'm here with the lovely Ashlyn Little, and we have another amazing episode for you guys. Um, a couple of questions that you guys have submitted. So again, thank you so much for submitting questions. It really does help us help you um, be able to just discuss things that you guys want to know. Um, you know, whether it's something that is, you know, extreme or something that, you know, doesn't really get talked about a lot. Um, we'll do, we'll pretty much go over anything. So anything you guys have always make sure you are, um, submitting those into us and we'll make sure to try to get as much stuff as we can get covered, um, into these episodes. But again, thank you so much for joining and we're excited to dive into today's episode. Yeah, today today's episode is um, a bit of a hot topic um, or like, a, I guess, like a hot button for some people. We got this question a couple of times and we figured we'd like just dedicate a full episode to it. So today we are talking about um, coaching red flags or like what to kind of watch out for as a new competitor or just a competitor in general, um, I guess in this case for us, especially if you're a female competitor, uh, but things to just watch out for so that you are making sure or ensuring that you are, you know, investing not just your time and money and energy, but most importantly, you're placing your health on good hands. Right. And I think that, you know, I'm sure Ash, you also hear a lot about kind of like horror stories, but like, they're just, there's just, so it's just too often that we hear both as competitors, but also as coaches, you know, stories from prospective clients or, you know, athletes, fellow athletes, fellow amateur athletes that, you know, people are just getting either mistreated or misrepresented when it comes to, you know, their coaching dynamic. And we figured we put this episode together for you guys to just have something to, go by so that you can like next time you're either looking for a coach if you have this a relationship already with a coach and you're feeling a little off here are just some things um for you to to kind of like be careful or pay attention to moving forward right yes um so for you ash like in the past i think like as an athlete i guess we is a good way for us to start just our individual you know red flags like what are what what are what are the top two things that you um, when you hear, like, say in the past, when you were researching a coach before you worked with Jamie, obviously, because you guys have been together for quite some time, uh, what are, were a couple of things that, you know, stood out to you and you're like, these are like no goes for me. Well, you know, I, luckily for me, I have not had to really like interview a lot of coaches or do anything like that. So, um, you know, I've always only wanted to work with a female. I just feel comfortable, um, with a female. Mm -hmm. Um, my old coach, my very first coach was a female Trish Warren. Um, and then after that, um, my ex had coached me. So it was just, I never really even knew what to look for, what to, you know, interview people back then. Now that I'm a coach and now that I interview a lot of people for them to hire me, um, I do know, and just some of the stuff that I've heard over the years um, of being in the industry, it's just, there's a lot of like, um, you know, I don't even know how to explain it more like comments that are being made, like flirtatious comments. Like when you're just chatting with, with this person, whether it be, you know, somebody that's known in the industry or somebody that you just know who they are, but they coach people, Mm -hmm. um, and they coach 
you know, maybe it's just a friend or something or somebody that's a friend of somebody else. Um, but like, Hey, I know this person, they're a coach. It, it looks like they have, you know, pretty good results. You know, I think a red flag would be like how they communicate with their athletes. Um, yeah. if they're being flirtatious, I think that like, if they're using a lot of like flirtatious emojis and they're do- like, if you go to the comments, how are they talking back to, uh, to their clients and to other women and stuff? I think that that's a huge red flag, especially if they're communicating with you, let's just say it's a private message. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are being, you know, flirtatious or they're using, um, you know, stuff that makes words that make you uncomfortable or emojis that make you uncomfortable, which I know it's just an emoji, but still there's, it's still a way of communication. Yeah. Um, and so I do think that looking out for the way that they, um, act with their clients and, and how they, you know, talk to you and talk to other women. Um, I think that's something to look out for. Yeah, for sure. And, and this goes both to like guys and girls, you know, men, male and female coaches. Right. It, we're not just saying this because it's just like as a girl show and it's just like guys should be it's this goes both ways. Right. Professionalism and appropriate speech and communication between coaches, whether it is a male to female or female to male. That's very, very, very important, Um, especially in the fitness industry. I think that because, um, you know, sadly enough, we are already in a in a community where fitness is already an over sexualized sport, right, or it's over sexualized uh, circuit. um, I think that is very easy to um, take things the wrong way, but also very easy to just kind of like, um, you know, it, it, there's just too much room for gray area. So, you know, I think what Ash said is so, so important and so accurate. Um, but this goes, you know, we want to emphasize that this goes for both male and female coaches. Um, I will say I am very lucky that I have never had that issue from in the past. Um, I've always had very, very professional coaches. And I think that, um, you know, although it is something that when I hear it from other athletes, sadly enough, mainly from, from other female athletes, I'm just like, Ooh, that's, that's a, that's a tricky, that's a tricky button there. But for me, it's always been, you know, the issues have been communication just in general, like how well and how frequently you're willing to communicate with an athlete, um, in terms of how accessible you are. Right. Um, and that's speaking mainly in terms of like, what is your coaching structure? Like, and how do you work with clients? Are you someone who works by yourself and you have like a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of clients and we can't even get you on the phone or, you know, you know, when, when show day comes around, you're not available to talk to your athletes. That's for that for me is a huge, huge issue. Um, and the other thing is also uh, one's ability to, you know, be flexible, not flexible, but one's ability to understand that different clients require different protocols, right? So meaning, of course, we all have as coaches or as trainers or as, you know, nutrition coaches, we have our own uh, dietary methodology that we follow with clients, right? But it's also the understanding that if a client comes up to you and goes, oh, hey, listen, my, you know, I'm experiencing X, Y, and Z. I don't think, you know, I've stuck to the program for this amount of time. I really don't think it's working for me. Um, you know, my, you know, I feel bloated or I don't feel well, or I'm lethargic. So there are some things that like you, as a coach, you need to be able to go like, okay, this is obviously not working. We're not attaining the, the result that we want. Let's go back to the drawing board and then, you know, let me see if there's truly something here that we need to change. Um, And so I think it's just like being willing to listen to your clients and understand like, okay, clients aren't always lying, right? So 
is just understanding that sometimes maybe you just have to make a different call and being able to put your ego in your back pocket and your pride in your back pocket and say like, okay, whatever I chose as a coach, as a professional did not work for you. I am okay to accept that. And I'm going to move on by let's try something else. Let me do some research. Let me go back into my notes and understand what it is, what went wrong. Right. Um, and I think that that for me is all about maturity and professionalism. And those two things, if you don't have that, um, you're out the door for me. Yeah, for sure. And I do think, you know, the, the other one that we got was extreme protocols from coaches. So we got sexual assault from coaches, extreme protocol from coaches and red flags, um, to look out for. And, you know, the extreme protocols, I do think that there are some athletes out there that need the extreme protocol in order to get results. Like it just is what it is. Sometimes some people Um, do, I agree with you It's a case to case basis for sure. Yeah. I mean, there are some athletes that I have that it's like, I would never do this unless I absolutely have to. And, and they're okay with it. Um, I obviously like, you know, I don't ever give an extreme protocol to somebody first off that like the first thing that we do is extreme. It's always going to be gradual. Yeah. It's always going to be gradual. So, you know, it does take time to learn somebody's body, obviously, but you know, there are athletes that I have that I'm like, the only way I know that they're going to get lean is by giving them, you know, an extreme protocol. But if somebody doesn't know your body and they're giving you an extreme protocol right off the bat, that's a red flag. Um, that's definitely something that is not good. It's probably a very cookie cutter, you know, diet program regimen. So that's definitely something to look out for, um, as far as red flags go, because, if you are getting an extreme protocol from somebody that has never even experienced you or your, or your body or anything, I want to know why you should want to know why that person is giving you that. And if they're not willing to explain or they're, they're, that's just what they do, then that just tells you that's just what they do for every athlete. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting a personalized, you know, um, program. And that's a huge red flag because every single person that they respond differently, everybody responds differently. Some people need extreme, some people don't. Um, and you can really damage your, um, metabolism and your hormones if you are not careful. Um, so this is why, you know, having an extreme protocol right off the bat by a coach that has never even, you know, put you in a prep or, um, you know, even an off season, anything, I mean, extreme protocols are not good unless that person knows your body and knows this is the only way we're going to be able to get you to where we need to be. Yeah. Um, I agree. I completely agree with you. Um, yeah, if it's, if it's off the, if you're like 15 weeks out and you got like negative carbs and two fats and two hours of cardio, like girl, no, That's just no, that's just a big no, because guess what? Like, yeah, you might you might lose some weight. You're going to look freaking great for about three seconds. And then as you progress through your your prep, you're just going to feel like crap. You're going to feel like crap. Your body's going to stall. Your 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 adrenals are going to shot. We all shot. You're going to be tired. You're not going to be recovering. And then there's nothing else to pull from. You're kind of getting you get to the place where you're like, where do I go from here? And you absolutely don't want to get there. at any point in time, but if you do not at definitely not 12 weeks out or 15 weeks out. Right. Um, but going back to, you know, the, the, the kind of like inappropriate interactions, because I think that this is such a, this is such a, like, 
it's such a button for me. I just get so frustrated um, because, you know, sadly enough, whether we see things that are real or not or true or not, it's just the, the stuff that's out there and we, you know, hear stories and we're not here to put anyone on the spot. We're just really here to kind of be able to encourage women who are feeling uncomfortable um, and are feeling like they are in weird situations to feel like they have, you know, the voice to be like, listen, this is not cool. Whether, you know, you do this with other clients or not is up to you. I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to, you know, choose to work with someone else. Um, and if you're feeling uncomfortable, it's like, say something. All, yeah. Who, who cares if you think that it's something extreme or something not extreme? Like maybe it just makes you uncomfortable and that it, it just is what it is. Even if it doesn't make Susie uncomfortable that doesn't mean anything it matters about what you feel not about what exactly Um, what they feel exactly because I think at the end of the day what people don't realize and this is to anyone um who, who has a coach or has a trainer or a doctor or whatever the case may be like there is this really unspoken kind of power dynamic that exists between coach and athlete um, especially between coach and athlete, right? More than anything else, because you're looking up to this person for guidance, for mentorship, for direction. Um, you know, they're taking you on to, especially for bodybuilding through this journey that where you're going to be very vulnerable, you're going to be, uh, very depleted, very sensitive, very emotional at times. So it is, you are in a vulnerable position. So to, to think that, you know, there is a possibility that, Again, I will say whether men or women are taking advantage and and using that power dynamic to for their own personal gain is just truly turns my stomach. But, you know, if you feel like, you know, like Ashlyn said, if you are uncomfortable, it doesn't matter whether your teammates um, or or other people have that have worked with with this person in the past are like, no, it's fine. That's just how, you know, he just friend that that's a friendly that's a friendly gesture no if you are uncomfortable we are here to remind you and to let you know that it's okay to either directly say to the coach hey i don't know if you mean anything by it but x y and z kind of made me feel a little weird like i just rather us communicate a different way and i think that especially for women as women we are either overly apologetic And this is, I will generalize this because, you know, that is true. Women are overly apologetic or we're, we, we, we want to make sure that things are going smooth sailing for everyone, no matter what, right. Everyone's very accommodating. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, excuse my French, but that's, that's a load of crap, right? So if you don't be scared to make people uncomfortable, if your coach is going to, from that moment on, treat you differently because you expressed how you feel, then that's not the coach for you, whether his or her intentions were to, you know, take the, take your dynamic, a different direction or not to be inappropriate or not. If that person can't understand that maybe you misunderstood something that he or she said and, and take that personally, then you don't want to work with them to begin with. Um, you know, and then if the reaction is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I really, that wasn't my intention. And then the behavior moves on from then moving forward, then you know that like, okay, I'm, I'm with a good person here or like, let, let me give this a try again. And if you're still uncomfortable, say, you know, let's agree to disagree. I'm going to lose, I'm going to choose to work with someone else. No amount of money in the world is worth you putting yourself in a position where you are physically, emotionally, and 
you know, uh, mentally uncomfortable. Like that's not an experience you want to have. So don't be scared to quote unquote piss people off. If they're angry, that's their problem, not yours. You need to watch out for yourself and take care of your, your it's, it's self-preservation. Okay. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, you can't, this is, first of all, this is already a very vulnerable thing that you're doing like coaching. I mean, you're sending, you know, photos of yourself, you know, half naked, you know, cause that's what this sport is. You're on stage in a bikini. Um, so you're already putting yourself in a vulnerable situation, um, by getting a coach that, you know, is a, is a male and you may not be a hundred percent sure, you know, how they're working, um, how they, how their work, how they, how they work with other women or how they're going to work with you. Like that's something you're going to have to find out. And if you're noticing that you're starting to feel uncomfortable or they're starting to say things that, you know, rub you the wrong way. Um, or maybe they're just rude. Like maybe they are like it, maybe it's not even like a sexual thing. Maybe it's just like they're, um, they talk down on you or they act like you're not good enough, or they're just, they're not uplifting. Like, let's just say that, like, let's just say that they're, they're rude in a sense that, you know, they, they don't really give you the confidence that you need. That's huge. I mean, to me, if I have a coach that is not hyping me up and making me feel like confident, why would I want to stay with that coach? Like I want to be, yes, I want you to be honest. There's, there's a difference in between honesty and just flat out being blunt and rude. Like there, there, there are ways to go about it. Yes. If I'm not ready for a show and you know that I'm competitive and I told you already that I want to do my best in a nice way, I would love for you to tell me, Hey, look, I know that you have the potential to do great, but we really need to, you know, push our show back a little bit because we're just, we're not where we need to be in order to bring your best. And there's some coaches that don't say that they, they say other things that are just very, um, you know, just mean and inappropriate. Yes. It's just like, I, and the stuff that I've heard, I'm just blown away by the way that some, um, some coaches and even women's there's some women coaches out there that talk to their other women athletes so wrong. And I'm just like, they really said that to you. And it's just like, it just blows me away. You know, like you're already trying your hardest. Most of us are really trying hard, you know, to just get through the process, especially if you're a new competitor and you're still learning, there's going to be so many bumps in the road. Yeah. Um, and so many things that you're just going to have that you have to make mistakes in order to figure out, um, you know, what works best for you and what's going to be like your, like, what's, why can I not say the words right now? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you're, you're looking for mistakes. All right. Yeah. 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 You're, you use your past experience and then you go from there. Um, that, that, that is really true. I think no carbs do to you. Girl, what your carbs low? (laughs) I just started prep, but I'm just, I'm just, Oh shoot. I don't know that. Congrats. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I just started yesterday. I'm just doing no carb today, yesterday and today. Gotcha. That's already sounds awful. Uh, and any <laughs> <laughs> just two days just to get, I haven't been hungry at all. My metabolism has, it's just because over the Thanksgiving weekend, when I was out of town, I, just it was so hard them. to stay like 100% on track. And so I was eating more food than I normally have. And I just wasn't eating as frequently. So obviously the less times you eat throughout the day, the less hungry you're going to be because of the metabolism. Um, kind of just stops for a minute. 
Um, it obviously will ramp back up, but I do have to make sure that I'm eating every couple hours to get my metabolism yeah. going. And I wasn't doing that whenever I was out of town. I mean, so. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it stops, but it definitely, your hunger cues change a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah, your hunger, sure. your hunger cues definitely change a bit. Um, but I think another, it just came to mind now that we're talking about like, you know, um, expressing, you know, sharing how we feel and expressing emotions to, or, or just like per- our perception to coaches and, and, and different people in our, like, you know, especially coaching teams. What I'm, I mean to say is coach the train of thought here, the, the, the coaching, when you have coaching teams and you have athletes and you have, co- you know, uh, teammates per se. Right. Um, I think that as women, especially we gotta freaking lose the habit of like, just putting each other down. I know that, you know, I mean, we all we've all been all over social media and we know this past year there were a couple of scandals out there um, when it comes to like coach and athlete dynamics. We're not going to name names. We're not going to go there. But we definitely know that there was a lot going on um, on social media and the amount of back and forth is just ugly. The amount of back and forth instead of, you know, like saying like, hey, give you props for freaking wanting to speak out or share like there, of course there are different ways and different people deal with their issues in a different way. And, and whether they make it public or private, but it's just like the fact that like women are just flat out, like putting each other down and calling each other names and, and accusing. And it's just like, girls, if someone has the ability to, or, or, you know, like chooses to voice their concerns and their experiences and mainly to, you know, like we're doing here is spread knowledge and, and bring awareness to certain issues, whether they are a coach athlete relationship or they are uh, about a promoter or they are about uh, something in their personal life, in their marriage, in their relation. You know what I mean? Like boyfriend or family member, like give them the platform to goddamn speak. Right. It is already hard enough to share. And I think that as women, we need to stop putting each other down. Yeah, I agree. Because the the second that that happens, guess what? Uh, Susie, who also had an issue that she felt like she needed to. And even if it's not put uh, out in in public, like I am a very big, like I'm not a very public person when it comes to my personal issues. But even if you're not a public person, like if Susie had an issue with a coach or an issue with something, they're like, oh, man, the second that I share this with someone, I'm just going to be told I'm lying. I'm stupid. I, you know, uh, I'm overreacting. I'm a drama queen. I want attention. Like, why? Why? would Maybe I'll just keep it to myself. You know what I mean? So it's just like, let's kind of try to to, to I don't want to say normalize because I, I, I'm starting to hate that term. But let's try to, like, nurture a. Uh, uh, a, a dynamic or a culture or a com- community where we give each other the space to communicate things that are, you know, concerning to us and are like what we've been doing lately. There are more, you know, taboo topics or hot buttons and people are uncomfortable talking about them. But guess what? They're very real and things are very serious. And I think that like when, you know, people are either try to shut them down or, you know, like make them feel uncomfortable for having the the strength and the courage to share that's just is not cool to me. So that's my two cents on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely <clears throat> agree with that. I think that everybody should um, either just keep their mouth shut. If it's something that you don't agree with, just keep your mouth shut. It's like, okay, if you don't, if you think 
you know, something different or whatever, just there's, there's no reason to, you know, add your two cents if, you know, it's not adding any value or it's not adding anything positive, then why even bother? Like you're just trying to stir the pot at that point. Yeah. My, my grandma used to say, if you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say it, don't say anything (laughs) at all. Right. That's, it's, it's very, very straightforward. Um, but I think this goes to like also, um, you know, physiques and off season and on season. Like, I feel like people get so uncomfortable sharing their progress because, and this is not just within the fitness, like within the bodybuilding industry, it's just like people in general, like, you know, this person worked really hard, not, I'm not saying to, to look a certain way, but like to, or made herself or himself very vulnerable to share this piece of their journey. Like all of you, like internet trolls, like back the fuck off. Excuse my language, <laughs> like back off. You know what I mean? It's just like, so what they want to share? That's the whole purpose of having the platform to share things. in, Right. So it's just kind of like, you know, I got a little off topic there, but it's just like, just be nicer. Be nice. People. Be nice. <laughs> be to nice. Each other. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Of course. People act like it's so hard. It's not that hard to be nice people. It's really nice. I know. I know. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of other red flags. Um, oh, here's another, it's not necessarily a red, people don't see it as a red flag, but it is a red flag to me when coaches charge extremely little money, extremely low, like very, very, very low rates for like a very specific service, like contest prep or, you know what I mean? Like, or they, they rave about, all of these features that they have on their coaching program, but they're charging like hundred bucks a month. You know what I mean? Like that for me is a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. If they're charging really, really, really minimal, it's probably because they have a ton of athletes and they're just like giving everybody the same program. And it's just like, that's how they get a lot of athletes is because they don't charge that much. And then you're not really getting the attention. So yeah, it's it's like a bad tattoo, right? You go to a tattoo artist and you want to get like a full sleeve and dude goes and tells you like, oh, yeah, that's going to that's going to cost you like 500 bucks. I'm going to tell you now a full entire arm is going to cost you at least three to five grand. Yeah, you know, what like, like you pay what? for what you get. Yep, 100 <laughs> percent. So so be mindful of that. What's another one of your red flags? I mean, just for generally speaking. Um. I mean, honestly, I just think, and I know we've talked about this before, but I mean, communication to me is, is huge. So I just think that if a coach is not willing to ever discuss things with you, if you ask them a question and they're not willing to tell you why, um, if they're just like, well, just follow what I say, I'm the coach type of situation. I am not about that. Like at all. Like I want, to be, I love explaining stuff to my clients. Like I actually mm-hmm. like when they ask me stuff because I'm like, wow, they actually care. And th- like, I'm putting in just as much energy as they're putting in. And honestly, I just like that. I think that that creates a teamwork. I think that creates, you know, just so much better results, honestly, um, because they're understanding what's going on. So it makes them more motivated and it just, it just helps you guys work better together. And I feel like that whenever people are coaching other people and they don't want to do that, it's because they don't want to put in the effort. They don't, they don't either. They don't want to put in the effort or they honestly don't freaking know why. Um, it's like they do things, but they don't know why they just seen somebody else do it. And they're like, Oh, well, I'm going to do this. Um, and then whenever 
that person actually gets questioned, then they, they get defensive. And so if you are getting in a situation where the coach is getting defensive, um, that's a red flag to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's a good one. That's a very good one. Or either the the defensive or just like, oh, that's that's because. Yeah, just because I'm like, uh, because why? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another one. And I know that goes back to a couple of episodes ago is if you go to coach again, coach never worked with you before sending in progress, like initial progress pictures or initial pictures, weigh in information, you know, check in form, whatever the case may be. And again, if they don't have that red flag um (laughs) um and then your you know protocol covers a laundry list of chemicals and peds and anti-estrogens and fat burners and all of the things that could possibly that, that, that you have never heard before of Excuse me. Um, Did you even (laughs) ask me if I've ever wanted to take anything, sir, ma'am, ma'am, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's just like, you know, they're like we talked about this before. There are people that are very upfront and be like, hey, I've done X, Y and Z. I'd like to do a cycle, blah, blah, blah. As a coach, I mean, even if you are choosing to go to the PD route and the anabolics route. Hey, dude, let me see what you look like in like a month by just cleaning up your food and training in this way, add these supplements, add these vitamins, digestive health, whatever, then let's talk. But if the coach is going like, here's just go to your local pharmacy, get it. You know what I mean? It's just it, they shouldn't feel like you don't. It doesn't need to be chemistry lab up in your protocol from day one. Yeah, no. If I mean, that is the only way that the coach knows how to work, then you know what I mean? Like it shows you something else. Um, and there again, I'll repeat this. There's nothing wrong with anabolics and PEDs and, you know, all of that stuff, like SARMs, all of those things that we and we've we've covered this in a full episode before. Um, but there I think there is the correct and healthy and appropriate way to go about it. Yep, I totally, totally agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of other things, but. I don't know what red flags. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are some good ones. I mean, if especially if because we're just thinking about dieting. Right. I think that like I know that some coaches also write like, for example, I write and I know that I think you write your athletes workouts. Right. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I know that not everyone understands programming and like microcycles and mesocycles and like, you know, just workout, you know, like just just transitioning or cycling uh, uh, different workout routines. But, you know, if you are in a big team and this is kind of like a big uh, this is an easy way to spot it out. If you're in a big team and then like Katie and Sam are doing the exact same workout as you are, but you have completely, completely, completely different structures now. I will preface this by saying that there are some foundational movements that everyone should be doing, right? Your squat, your deadlift, whether uh, your press, your pull down, but there are different grips. There are different uh, rep ranges. If you're, if all of your workouts is exactly the same, that for me is also an issue as, as like a personal trainer. I think yes. that, you know, 
I mean, I get it like, the, you know, the, it's very easy to just kind of like utilize the same program for different clients and like you make tweaks, right? So you maybe change one exercise or the rep range or high volume versus high, you know, versus it needs to know, go strength. with what they're doing. So exactly. if, they're, if they are in off season and they're trying to build, you want to do, you know, different rep ranges and you want to make sure that, you know, depending on their body type and what you think is going to fit best with them that is where it needs to change. You know, like I'm going to throw in some heavy days if I know that Mm -hmm. you're a beast and I'm like, dude, this girl can totally do these exercises. I'm going to give her some heavy days. Or if it's like, you know, her quads are really big. We need to lay off the quads. I'm only going to give you gluten hamstring probably. So it's like all of those things matter and they should go with your body type and uh, what you're doing, whether it's um, off season and you're trying to, or off season and you're trying to build or in season and you're trying to shred. It's like, those require different movements and different exercises and just different protocols in general. Um, so, you know, and some people need a little bit more rest days depending on their schedule. So I will plug in, you know, X amount of rest days for different clients. You know, some people only want one, some people don't want any rest days. And I have to basically tell them, okay, well you can do an active. So we'll create like an active rest day for them and do things like that. So everything does need to be customized and individualized. It doesn't need to be you know, um, the exact same for every single person that you, that you get. And there's a lot of people that do that. A lot of coaches. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a snarky comment when you said people don't want rest days. I was like, when people don't want rest days, you just yell at them until they do. Um, <laughs> rest days are good for you. I hate yeah, rest days, are. but I, I know that I feel better the next day. It's like, yeah, I've, I hate doing it, but I know that it helps. Yeah, I've learned I've learned the hard way that that, you know, I need to rest more. But no, you're right. You're totally right. It's just like there are so many variations of the same thing. But if you're doing literally and I mean, literally the exact same thing, like I've had I've that is one thing that I've know that I've um, experienced when I first started competing. And I was working with this coach and him and I had a great experience together. I mean, I got my pro card with the guy, but I started, I remember I was chatting with one of our, my teammates and we we're talking about workouts and she's like, yeah, I'm doing this exercise and that exercise. And mind you, like I, I've always been an athlete, my shoulders. I always had a hard time developing my shoulders because my traps just take over because of European handles, a lot of shoulder rotation. So my traps just take over very, very quickly. And that's what it happened for a very long time. Not anymore gladly, but that was my main issue. The man had shrugs. And I mean, I'm a trainer, but the man had shrugs on my program. Shrugs. Dumbbell <laughs> shrugs. <laughs> and I looked at that and I opened it. And I knew I was like, hold on a second, <laughs> hold the phone. And then that right there just sent like, you know, just just put a chip in my shoulder. So I texted my 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 teammate at the time. And I was like, hey, uh, did you just because she had just started prep? So I was like, oh, my God, let's like try to work out together this week. Let me see what your workouts look like. Same exact thing. Completely different body types. Oh, my God, completely different structures. She was like jacked already. And I need it was just like so different and same exact prep range, same exact exercise selection. I'm just like, that's a no go for me. (laughs) That's a no. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys, it's some of the stuff I know that once you hear it and you're like a duh, but some of the stuff is just like 
we are so accustomed to encountering that it almost doesn't seem like it should be an issue, but it is. Um, so, you know, we're not sitting here saying that like we're better coaches because we don't do X, Y, and Z. We're just saying, you know, like if you do encounter, because now there are zillions of coaches out there, us included, but there's so many coaches out there and then there's a style for everyone, but there are definitely things that like as fitness professionals, like we want to make sure that people are doing right by you guys. So, you know, we really, truly hope that this was helpful. And also, especially on the, you know, inappropriate behavior portion of things like girls and, you know, if guys listen to our podcast, I don't know, but girls, like if you are (laughs) feeling like you are in a, a, in a coach athlete relationship where it's, it's inappropriate. I will go as far as saying like, you can reach out to us. You can, you don't need to say your coach's name. You could just say like, Hey, listen to your episode. This is X, Y, and Z that's happening. Not quite sure what to do. It's not like we're going to butt into your business, but you know, you'll have someone to talk to. I think that like, I like to go as far as offer like my DMS, my DMS are your DMS, right? So it's, it's just because I don't, I've spoken with enough women and I've known enough women in the past that have struggled with, you know, inappropriate behavior from coaches or people that had kind of like a power dynamic over them. And I don't want to see more women, women struggle with that. So, you know, if you guys need anything, we're not health, mental health professionals, but we can at least say, Hey, you are right to feel weird about this. There's something off. Yes, absolutely. And our door is always open. You can DM the center stage page. Um, you can DM our personal page, any, anything. And even if you guys think that it's like silly or, you know, stupid or something like that, like it's probably not. And it's probably something that we've already dealt with and we've already gone through. And it's something that we can be able to, um, you know, let you know our experience and I'm, I guarantee you we can relate to it. So um, you exactly. know, don't be, don't think that you're the only one. Cause I promise you, you are not the only one. There is a lot of shady shit that goes on and there's a lot of just weird stuff sometimes. And just stuff that you're like confused about. Um, and you know, that's normal in this industry. So yeah. it's definitely not, you're definitely not the only one. So if there's a question that you guys have or anything that you just want to clear the air and, ch- and get off your chest. We are here for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and, and just to kind of like close off, because I think that that's a great, that's a great kind of like closing, closing point. Um, things that, and I know what Ash said just now makes such a big, it's, it's so important. It's just like, you know, if things sometimes feel off and sometimes maybe you go through a situation and later on, you're like, the more you think about it, you're like, Oh shit. Like, I don't think that that's really what was supposed to go down. This is never, ever on you. So the fact that someone is taking advantage of you or if you know someone that's being taken advantage of, it's that that's not something that, you know, you're not at fault ever. No one ever entices inappropriate behavior or inappropriate communication. So this is why we're saying this. Like, that's why there's no silly question. There's no silly comment. There's no silly piece of communication. Um, It's never, ever, ever on you. Okay, so don't feel like, oh, my God, I can't share because, you know, I played a part here. That's that is not correct at all. So that being said, you know, like Ash said, you can always DM the center page stage, my page. I know, Ashlyn, you're. Did you get your Instagram back? 
Yes. Thank goodness. Okay. So Ash, Ash is up and running again. So you can (laughs) message her there too. Um, I will leave that all of that information. Of course, you guys, if you already listen to the podcast, you already have our, you're hopefully you already have our individual Instagram pages, but I'll add them to the bottom there. Um, You know, hopefully things are getting better, but the world is kind of nuts out there. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And I just feel like it's just getting nuttier. So, you know, Oh my God, tell me about it. But (laughs) yeah, on that note, we, we did one, we hope that this is, you know, a a helpful episode. Um, Just, we wanted to kind of like highlight some harder topics to to cover uh, because we do want to look out for you girls and, you know, um, I hope we hope that this was helpful. So Ash, any closing points? Nope. Just, Hope everybody has an amazing rest of their week and they're working off all their Thanksgiving food. Oh my God. That's true. (laughs) So hopefully everyone's getting back on track. I know I am. I'm so happy to be back in prep and I'm ready to just see what next year brings. I can't believe it's already going to be 2022. Well, yeah. And I think we need to do, we won't do it today, but we need to do a show where uh, uh, an episode where you, you tell us what you're doing. Yes, I will fill you guys in um, as soon as possible. So we will talk about that very shortly. So you guys stay tuned. And um, like I said, if you guys have anything that you want to be discussed, please submit your questions. We will be putting a question box um, next week, probably on either Sunday, Monday, Sunday or Monday. We'll put a, we'll put some question boxes up so that way we can get some questions for you guys. Yes. On that note, Ash, always a pleasure. You guys, thank you so much for listening. And uh, like she said, if you have questions, make sure to submit them. If you have reviews, if you feel like this episode was absolutely out of line, let us know. Uh, But we'll (laughs) see you all next week. And uh, yeah, have a good weekend. Have a good rest of your week. Bye. Bye.